0: Podcast time. We are an hour before Browns kickoff on Thursday, September 17th. Thursday night football. A lot to get to, so we're going to make this an emergency pod episode 104. Uh, it's go time, all right? Not going to waste any time. Last week, week one, uh, we saw the Browns get their ass kicked. Simple as that. They And that happened for a multitude of reasons. I'll start with Baltimore first. Number one, they are very uh consistent with what they are were last year. They don't have any of their coaching changes at any major spots. The only positions of change, you know, they have a new right guard, but they have so much continuity on that offensive line that even though they lost Yonda, it's it, it it's it works for them. Um Lamar keeps on improving and I have to like swallow my words that he's a product of the system because he's actually gotten to become a good quarterback he's reading the field he's taking what the defense gives him credit to him to uh keep moving forward i thought a lot of last year was a product of his athleticism meeting a system that hasn't been matched or figured out yet but uh you know what credit to him for moving it up and uh credit for the ravens for sticking with him Developing him and giving him a system that they didn't ask too much of him and was going to just let him blossom because they asked very little of him at first in his rookie season, and they gave him the opportunity to say, hey, listen, we're going to ask little of you in this second season, but these little things we're asking of can turn into big home run plays because of the playmakers you have around you because of the consistent offensive line and the fact that defenses don't really know how to defend you yet so credit to lamar and the ravens uh their offense was too much to handle they moved up and down the uh the field with will uh in terms of you know what they were, the what the Browns showed them on defense. Again, we were down Mac Wilson. I don't think he would have made much of a difference. We were down Kevin Johnson, Greedy Williams, and obviously Delpit's out for the year. Uh, I think you know I think that would have helped to have like another safety in the box, like Delpit, because all over the place I was looking at Tavier Thomas, I was looking at Andrew Sandejo, and those guys were not doing well on the defensive backs. Uh, Mitchell and Ward I thought did well, but. You know, they weren't going to challenge those guys when they were able to pick apart the defense elsewhere. Uh, Sandejo on the Andrews touchdown just had was in no, mares, no man's land. And on the Sneed touchdown, Tavier T- Thomas, like, you know, bless his heart. Uh, you know, he can't be in this game. Redwine and uh, Harrison should have seen the field a lot more. I think they combined for three defensive snaps. Uh, hopefully we see that more against Cincinnati tonight because we need some athletes out there. We need, uh, you know, You know, hey, it sucked. Uh, D line, I thought you know they were contained, but I thought all that a lot of that was the O line was good, and Lamar Jackson uh, got the ball out pretty quick, and you know, hey, he's Lamar Jackson. He's really hard. He's one of the hardest people to tackle in the NFL. So that was defense, and I think the biggest part was the OBJ drop turned into the missed field goal, and you look at you give the Ravens forty seconds or more. I would say even thirty seconds. Or more to go in the half and I'm pretty confident they're gonna score you need when you are playing them Kevin Stefanski listen up you need to know you cannot give the Ravens the football back with more than I, I would say even 20 seconds I think I think if there was 19 seconds left on the clock they would have taken a knee I think at 20 seconds they do a interesting run see where it takes them if it doesn't go for a first down they take it into the half if it goes for 15, 20 yards, they take a timeout, and all of a sudden, they're cooking. With that being said, you just you cannot give them the ball back. This was some Freddie Kitchen's bullshit from uh, Kevin Stefanski. Uh, now, I know OBJ should have caught it, and you got to make that field goal, but you have to do better with the clock management. You have to know that if you don't get the first down, you still can't give them the ball back. So running it would have been wise there. Kevin Stefanski was in way over his head in his first ever game. Uh, but this was a terrible matchup. Like I said, the Ravens, you know, I'm starting with them. Their their offense was great. Their defense, the Browns made more mistakes than the, than the Ravens, you know, forced them to do. Baker Mayfield did not make any good reads. He missed a couple good throws. I mean, I know the game was already out of hand, but OBJ was streaking for a touchdown. He missed him. OBJ beat uh, his man on a slant, and he missed, and he didn't even see him. Uh, and there was another play where he had three guys open to the left. This was the one that almost killed Jake Burns. Uh, he had three guys open to the left, didn't see any of them, even though they were like directly in front of him, and ended up trying to scramble and ended up throwing it away. It was like this is a nightmare that you know I, Browns fans really have to come to gripes with the fact that Baker Mayfield, uh, this was as bad as it could get because that's a horrible way to start the season. Now I know the big difference here. Baltimore is returning everyone. They barely turned over a, a, a new like a new leaf. They were the same team they were that went 14 and two uh, last season. and instead they come out hungry because they took the Titans for granted and they just mollywopped the Browns. And why'd that happen? Well, uh, the Browns, very much unlike um, the Ravens, have new coaches at every position. Baker Mayfield is in a completely new offense his fourth ever. Um, but he's in a completely new offense. Kevin Stefanski was a rookie head coach making his first ever start against the worst possible team you could be facing in your work in your first ever start. Um, and we abandoned the game plan when we, when we took a 10, nothing, uh, uh, deficit, you know, it's like, why are we abandoning the game plan? We're not going to learn our offense if we don't run our offense. It's, it should be as simple as that. Um, obviously special teams was terrible we you know had the fake punt which was you know awful uh, a missed extra point a missed field goal cybert has gone and uh penalties can't have penalties on special teams this is supposed to be the, the part of the game where you hold the ravens back a little bit instead we're giving them 10 15 yards and this just can't happen um you know the ravens are too good of a football team on both sides of the ball to be given free yards that being said, it was a terrible matchup. The Ravens did exactly what they were supposed to do. They executed. They are a very complete uh at what they tried to do. You know, they they didn't have to force anything to their wide receivers even though Marquise Brown went for over 100 yards. Um, offensively, the Browns, I mean, and I talked about the Browns defensively where they were lacking and what they're missing and the fact that they just this was a bad matchup for them, but offensively, you know, it wasn't just Baker um, I mean OBJ, he was getting open plenty, Baker wasn't getting him the ball, Uh, we abandoned the game plan, Chubb had a misfortunate uh, fumble, but that's not going to happen a whole lot, and I think Baker's going to try and get OBJ the ball earlier, Uh, we're going to use our tight ends more than we did, and we're not going to chuck it downfield to uh, OBJ and Daryl Hodge when we don't need to, when we can be settling for easier, smaller plays, and especially in the run game. So... We're moving past week one. It was bad. It was awful. But fortunately, we have a short week. We can get past this if we can figure out the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. Again, uh, it's 7-1. Kickoff is in an hour and 19 minutes. So I'm going to try and pump this out real quick so everybody can listen before the game. Um, With the Bengals, there's a couple keys to victory. Here's what I think. Number one, uh, the last 11 Thursday night football games featuring a rookie quarterback, Rookie quarterbacks are one in ten. They do not fare well on the <laughs> in the uh, short weeks, right? So Joe Burrow plays first ever game on Sunday, made a, a couple mistakes, but have a very nice drive towards the end where it looked like he took the he threw the game winning touchdown to AJ Green. They call offensive pass interference, and then they miss the field goal. Really tough way to lose for Joe Burrow when it looked like he won the game. Um, but Joe Burrow before that. Had a lot of trouble from the defensive line, something that the Browns should be able to do. I love the Chargers front. I think the Browns have a very similar aggressive front if they want to unleash that. Miles Garrett versus Bobby Hart, that should be an advantage to the Browns. Uh, The Browns' D tackles should be able to take care of the interior line of the Bengals as well. Even if Vernon is out, I still like the Browns' D line to make things really tough for Burrow. Now, after that is where things get important. Joe Mixon is a good running back. He's going to get his yards. It's important to contain him, not let him rip off those 15, 16 yard runs and chunk plays to get the Bengals going. We need our linebackers to keep him in contain and any safeties that we have playing up, they need to keep him in the box in front of him. We can't be letting big runs and big first downs happen because then that sets up Burrow to kind of work a little bit easier. Uh, I don't think the wide receivers are going to present a big problem unless the Browns aren't aggressive enough up front. Uh, I know we're going to be missing some – actually, it might – you know, I take that back. It could present a problem because we're playing with a couple backup defensive backs, right? No Greedy Williams again. No Kevin Johnson again. Uh, We are going to be on some backup DBs. Uh, So T. Higgins, A.J. Green, John Ross, Auden Tate, and I'm – I'm missing so. Oh, and uh, and Boyd. Uh, Boyd's great. So that wide receiver grouping. I mean, that's five guys. If they're out there, like that, that's the best five wide receiver set. Now we should be able to get to the quarterback and not make the wide receivers a big, huge thing against us. Um, at least while we're on defense and Cincinnati is on offense. So I think that's the key for the defense is get to Burrow, make him uncomfortable, send him some exotic fronts that he's not going to know where the blitz is coming from. If you blitz a linebacker, drop a DN to occupy that space. That's something that Baker Mayfield struggles with. I think it's something that rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks struggle with because they assume you throw into the blitz because uh, that's what you do in college. But in the pros this is the type of thing where i need joe woods to send exotic fronts and take advantage of the fact that joe burrow is a rookie quarterback that is one of the few advantages the browns will have all season long is that they're facing a rookie quarterback on a short week i can't stress this enough that you need to make him uncomfortable so make joe burrow uncomfortable contain joe mixon and i mean Fortunately, they don't have a game-breaking tight end that's going to change the game. I do think C.J. Uzoma is going to have like a good game, like 50 yards and a touchdown, good, uh, which is going to drive me nuts. But it's just the Browns don't cover de- uh, tight ends all that well. Um, no game-breaker wide receiver plays over over top, um, and and I think we'll be fine defensively, holding the Bengals to somewhere in the 13 to 17 point range. Now on offense, uh, it's going to be game-time decisions for. Almost are enti- like four offensive linemen: J.C. Treader, uh, our center, our backup tackle uh, Chris Hubbard, and then both starting tackles Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills are all game time decisions. Hopefully, we can get at least Conklin in there, and and maybe Treader. Uh, I, I like Nick Harris, but I really don't want him to be dealing with uh, D.J. Reader in his first ever start. D.J. Reader is a good good defensive tackle. Uh, he he's very good. And Jedrick Wills, again, like, you know, I mean, he struggled at times in week one, uh, but we want him out there. He needs to learn, and we're implementing an offense. So hopefully, we can get a couple of those offensive linemen. If we can, we need to hammer the run. Uh, We're debuting the orange pants tonight, which everyone's excited about, that these uniforms are going to look like uh, the early 80s Brian Sype Browns. Uh, that's fun and all. It'll be great to bring back the nostalgia of Mac and Biner, and this is a great week to do it. They're out Geno Atkins. They're out backup tackle Mike Daniels. So outside of Reader, they they are down to like their fourth best defensive tackle. Their defensive line was already you know like okay. Now this is the part where we need to attack that. They have some young linebackers that we can attack as well. Um, this needs to be hammer the ball down their throats, run the ball let that set up our tight ends and for people that think that that's too old school and that that doesn't happen that's not true that is actually very much what we can do is we can have the run we have two good very good running backs that should be used very often we should not be forcing the ball down the field in a brand new offense that not everybody is is understanding what are they gonna understand they're gonna understand the run game obj he's gonna get his targets he's gonna get open Baker needs to see him when he gets open. That's going to be the other part for Baker is he needs to go through his reads. He can't lock in on one guy. He needs to know when there's no safeties up top that OBJ is one of the best game breakers in the league. So if he's one-on-one with no safeties over top, Baker needs to know where that is. He can't play scared. He can't play inconsistent. He can't play uh inaccurate. These things he needs to get this shit together. He needs to grip it and rip it like he did in 2018 when he took over and didn't wasn't scared of anything. In 2018 when he took over, and Hugh Jackson was fired and the season was lost and it was like, "Hey, you know what, Baker, go out there, have some fun, do your thing. We didn't have any star receivers." I mean, we had Juice Landry, but he was barely Baker's number 1 target. We had Juice Landry, we had Higgins, we had Brashad Perriman, we had Antonio Callaway, we had David and Joku and Darren uh, Darren Fells, and then Chubb at, uh, at running back. It was like, it was just a ragtag bunch of crew that Baker was like, I don't care who you are, if you're the open guy, I'm throwing to you. you remember that with the Perriman touchdown against Baltimore uh, and our uh, uh, Denver. Jarvis Landry against Baltimore. He was making big plays to a bunch of different guys. And that's what we need out of Baker is not forcing it to OBJ, but knowing where OBJ is so that when it's time to make that play, he's there. The tight ends, we need to incorporate them in the offense more. It seemed like Hooper and Bryant were there on the first two drives of the game and then just didn't exist after that. These are athletic tight ends. They're going to get open, and they're going to be open in the middle of the field we need them to be the security blanket and for us to just move the ball in 5 to 10 yard increments. We don't need everything to be big plays downfield, huge drops and giving their defensive line a chance to get after us, especially if we have injuries on our offensive line, okay? Hammer the rock, hammer it with Chubb and Hunt. This should be like this should be obvious, right? Like these are two of the the best running back duo in the league. We need to hammer them Early and often, so that we wear down this defense. We have them on their heels, and then it sets up big play action plays. OBJ over the top, uh, you know, Hooper streaking over the middle. These we know what this offense can do, and I know everyone's upset right now, and I'm upset too because of how badly they played, how poorly they played on Sunday. But it is possible. We know what this team is capable of. They have to just go out there, and they just have to do it. That's as simple as that. I know the Indians have lost eight straight games. The Browns, it seems like they haven't won since, uh, you know, Hugh Jackson was fired, right? So it just, everything feels really crappy right now. But we know what this team is capable of, and we know they're better than Cincinnati. And not just that, they're going up against Cincinnati versus Baltimore. Baltimore is better than Cincinnati in almost every area of the field outside of, you know, maybe running back, wide receiver, like maybe. but I would still give the edge to the Ravens run game over the Bengals and I would give the Bengals wide receivers the edge but in terms of usage you know Bengals can't get the ball to their wide receiver if they can't block so everything for us should be easier this week now is Kevin Stefanski going to let Joe Burrow win the short week then I mean then we got to wonder you know how smart is the pen guy that he looks like Freddie Kitchens out there you know I know we need to give him a chance and that it's you know kind of like the preseason but it's the preseason for joe burrow too it's a preseason for zach taylor these are things we need to be taking advantage of and frankly the browns are very much looking like the cleveland indians in a team that's not taking their opportunities and not using the um chances that the opponent is giving them right we need to take the chances at the right time uh i I expect us to take care of the ball better than we did against uh, Baltimore with three turnovers. Um, I expect us to move the ball like we did in the first half against Baltimore. And if OBJ can separate himself, and if Baker just he needs to strap up. I know a lot of people are calling for him to lose his job to go to Case Keenum. I know some people are saying like we need to be tanking. He's not the guy. I think that's very extreme. And for the people that are apologizing saying it's not his fault, that's extreme too. Baker Mayfield is in a very gray area right now and the next couple games are going to determine exactly where he goes from here. This is a very critical year 3. He started the season with the hardest game of the of the year. It's that flat out true. He at Baltimore is the hardest game of the year and playing them week 1 is is very tough. So, not only do you have that out of the way, And I know it's still the preseason feels like that. But Baker Mayfield is at a crossroads where he needs to decide, is he the type of guy that is just going to need excuses and, oh, it's a new coach, it's a new system, and we just keep hiding behind that? Or is he going to go back to the guy that grips it and rips it, throws accurately, throws on the right foot, knows where his guys are? We're We're at a crossroads. This needs to be figured out and figured out soon, okay? I'm a, I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I own way too much Baker Mayfield uh, crap in this house. I believe in him. I believe he's the guy that's capable of doing this. And I've said this all offseason that we just need continuity. We need Baker and Stefanski learning together for the next couple of years, and things will go well. Right now, people are very upset, and rightly so, because we looked like crap, and Baker was making mistakes he can't be making. Going backwards instead of saying, hey, you know what, we're learning. It didn't look like he was learning. It looked like he was getting worse. So this is gonna be one of your easiest games of the year. You're facing a team on short rest, so it kind of stinks that you don't get a full week of rest for them. But take care of this one. Get out there. Rip the ball. When a guy is open, get him the ball. It's as simple as that. Your job as the quarterback is getting these playmakers the ball. We have a great group of playmaking weapons. They will get open. The offensive scheme will get them open. Get them the ball. Don't get ball pat, pat, uh, you know batted down a lot. That is something that he needs to get uh, over with too. You need to read this defense. You need to know exactly when to rip it, and you need to rip it. Don't do these double clutching bullshit. Every time you double clutch that, we know the play isn't going to be huge anymore. It's not going to be a big play anymore. It's going to be kind of like a failed play because you missed the guy. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust the offense. Kevin Stefanski, don't quit on the run early. You know what got you here. You know what got you here. It's trusting the run. Just because you take a 10-0 deficit, I mean, a 10-0 lead on the Ravens is nothing, and they don't throw all that well. They run the ball, okay? So run the ball. You know that that's what our key is, okay? You're down 10, 14 nothing. doesn't matter. Run the ball the next drive. Turn it to 14-7, let your defense play after getting a good amount of rest on that drive, and then the defense stops them, and all of a sudden you're back into a one-score game. Stop freaking out because you're down early and trust what you got what got you here, okay? So that's my message to Kevin Stefanski. My message to OBJ, continue. Just continue, man, and they will get you the ball. I know Baker and the offense right now is frustrating, but just continue. Just work through it. You know who he is at quarterback. You know he can get you the ball. Just work with them. Don't freak out. Don't panic. Just talk to him and get open, and we will find you. Like, that will happen. Juice, Hooper. Running backs, you guys need to be the consistent guys moving the ball, getting open. Hold on to the ball. No drops, no fumbles. O-line, hopefully this O-line is healthy. Because if this O-line is healthy and everyone does their job, there's no reason we shouldn't put up 24, 28 points on this team. That's my prediction. I think the Browns win this game 27-17. to uh, I'll say 27-20 because I didn't see much from the defense, and I do think uh, Joe Burrow has some talent there, and he's going to be able to get them the ball. But we, we know what the keys to this game are. Rattle Burrow early, get to him throw some exotic blitzes at him, some weird fronts at him, and let Miles Garrett eat up Bobby Hart, okay? That's the plan on defense, and you contain Mixon, and you don't let the receivers over the top, we'll win. And offensively, Baker, trust yourself, trust the offense. Stefanski, trust your offense. Th- this I shouldn't have to say much. I know people are freaking out because of the Baltimore game. I know that was bad, and it, you're absolutely right. It was bad, it was terrible, but consider the facts. That's the best possible team to be playing after a pandemic, not playing against. But if you were one team and you were saying, okay, who do I want to be after a pandemic? You'd want to be the Chiefs, the Ravens, or the Saints. Teams that are very consistent, know what they are, were very good last year, and had very little turnover this year, okay? And those three teams, they did very well week one. Against what I think are three good teams—the Bucks, the Browns, and the Texans—so they who- and they whooped them all, all three teams. So I think that's to be considered. The pandemic is—you know—the Ravens are as good as it gets, and that was just the worst team for Kevin Stefanski to be playing Week One. Uh, we got crushed last year in Week One by the Titans. Uh, it was a very tight game, and then we just absolutely screwed the pooch in the fourth quarter, losing twenty-one nothing in the fourth. Um, and then what we do we came back we won week two against the jets i know they were down to their third string quarterback for most of the game um but that's the type of performance we need is just a we hammered the ball down you know with chubb and obj broke one Uh, and it was a monday night football game so it it was it was night football i like that uh if you remember baker mayfield's game against the jets uh his first ever game Thursday night football, where this team was starting to click. That was a great feeling. So Thursday night football against the Steelers. If you take out the last eight seconds where uh, Miles Garrett lost his shit, that was a great win too. I'm liking this team with weekday night games. I'm liking them. And I think Baker has what it takes. I just think he needs to trust himself. He trusts himself. This is a win. All right? I guarantee it right now. If the Browns lose tomorrow, I'll be saying Baker Mayfield didn't trust himself or Kevin Stefanski didn't trust himself. It'll be as simple as that. I don't see this being one of those Bengals-Browns shootouts like we've seen in years past where it's 51-45. to This isn't going to be that. This is going to be a team that makes the less mistakes, whether that's turnovers, drops, penalties, or it's bad reads, bad decisions, bad play calling. Those are all mistakes. The team that makes less mistakes wins this game. The Browns need to make less mistakes than the than the Bengals. The Bengals will make mistakes. We need to take advantage of that. All right. Was that enough? It was 25 minutes. Hope you guys enjoyed this quick emergency Browns podcast. Hopefully, uh, next time we're talking to you, the Browns have a win in the, col- in the win column. Go Browns. Go Baker. Go home. All right.